Cosmetic family. Hey, welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Cosmetic means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. We're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Roger Gawash. I'm Keith So today, yes, 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 yes. we have Stars Rookie of the Year awardee stars I know. I don't in the mix. Yes. Who is the Rookie of yes. the Year? So we have these two wonderful individuals who are co-chairing the mental health innovation team yes. because this is another installment um, in the innovation series that yes. we are partnering with YUSA. We have Sarah Johnson and Rookie of the Year awardee, Kisaya <laughs> Robertson. Welcome to the Cosmetic Podcast. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Man, I want to. What, what's this? What's this rookie of the First year? First of all, you've been in the game way too long to even be thinking about rookie in anything. Let's you, your rookie days are over. And why did that level of shade <laughs> just come over I me? Mean, I felt when like we're you trying to have an engaging conversation here, but you know what? I just needed to set the ground level. You know, back Fair in the day, that. we used to do a thing like this. <laughs> but I won't do that today, though. When you were a rookie back in the day, <laughs> you know what? We're going to keep on with this one right here. We have the real rookie, the real superstar, the awardee. Isaiah, tell us about that. What what does that mean to be the rookie of the year? Well, um, we have different um, rallies and different things. And at the time of our all-staff rally, I had only been with the YMCA of um, Metro Chicago for five months. And in five months, I had done, I guess, so many great things. Yes, that yes. They were like, we have yes. to recognize you as the rookie of the year. So I was so excited. Um, Sarah was there to root me on. And yes. yes, like this phenomenal relationship has like grown and blossomed since then. Yes, good. And That's right, Chicago. What were some of those right. dynamic things that you had done? Um, so mm-hmm. in five months, I was able to build some, the process for our behavior um, support plans in mm. Chicago. I'm the behavior support manager for YMCA of Metro Chicago. I was able to connect us with two of the behavioral health hospitals to get some free professional development. Um, you name it, I'm doing it and trying to do it. Um, so yeah. Well, that's why she won, Keith. That, that's why you didn't win. You was a rookie because you wasn't doing that kind of work. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> But they ain't had no rookie of the year back when I you know behavior health. We talking about behavior health today and mental health Good uh, job. with our again. two That's dynamic good. leaders right yes. here. Yes. Man, that is a pretty heavy topic. Yeah. So like, so here's the way as we're talking about uh, partnership with YUSA and in, in this innovation series. Uh, your job alone, both of your jobs alone, wasn't a thing. 20, 25 years ago, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so you you all are entering into this space. What what are you guys seeing right now in the space that you're in and how you're delivering your message and your services? Um, I can start. Um, the first thing that I'm seeing is the work has always needed to be done. Yeah. But now that we're getting into that space, um, it's a matter of mind transformation. So really mm. talking to people and getting them to understand the importance of the work and why we mm. all need to band together to do it. Because if not, we all are going to just absolutely lose it. Um, so a lot of mm. what I've been doing is really trying to show people why it's important, show them the outcome. If we take the time to put in the work, to 
build the youth that are in front of us um, because I'm a firm believer in the fact that what we do today is helping to build our youth of tomorrow. So yeah, I don't just, I you know, think about, oh yeah, this is the youth. They come to program today and then they leave and that's it. It's like, no, everything we pour into them is going to grow into something so we can pour positivity into them or we can pour negativity and I'm, you know, I'm all about pouring the positivity into yes. them. Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. Yes. Yes, ma you know, Sarah, I, I, I have absolutely noticed that particularly in the last two years, having the opportunity to sit in a number of different national cohorts, you know, with people mm -hmm. internal to the YMCA, that more and more you and the work that you're doing is being centered because the mm -hmm. pandemic has made people realize mm -hmm. in a very different way the importance of mental yeah. health, right? And the fact right. that yeah. you were already in the trenches and doing mm -hmm. it, we're like, please give us the cheat code, Sarah. Right. So here is your opportunity. What are the cheat codes, yes, Sarah? We please, need them. Please, please, please. Like there are so many wise that mental health is anchored mm -hmm. in their strategic plan, but all of those wise will say, we really don't know what that means. Right. Like, right. Like, <laughs> is one like we're still trying to yes. figure out what that means yep yep, yep. Oh, i love this I, and you know thinking about, i totally agree with what kisaya said there too which is that we've always mental health has always been a thing we've yep. always all had it it's just now more recognized like you were saying that oh there's an urgency around this yes. and right. you know we had a youth mental health crisis that predated the pandemic mm -hmm. and now we have entered into the pandemic we're still mid-pandemic and we're just seeing gonna and gonna continue to see i'm sad to say some really difficult times yeah and so really central to the work that we've said all along and i you know i i started as a community partner with a y and then was actually full-time as a y employee and now i'm outside of the y working with y's across the movement so i have some different perspectives on this and i really always said we all have a role in mental health and it's great to have a mental health director it's great to have a behavior support person it's great to have some of those roles but everyone on the pool deck needs to know how to yeah. talk about mental health yeah. everybody right. at the member services desk needs to know how to talk about mental health and i'm not saying everybody needs to be a therapist right there are some really key behaviors that we're talking about here the at its most basic we just need everybody to know how to take care of themselves and each other effectively, how yeah. to be community, truly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. Just really helping because it is definitely one of those topics that seems so ominous and so big. Yeah. And much of the discourses mm -hmm. around when you say mental health, where's our entry point is so much. We don't even really know what right. that means. But the way you're saying, Sarah, like, look, we just need you to know the basics to take care of yourself mm -hmm. and recognize when someone else needs some help. I think yeah, it's an amazing yeah. way for YMCA's to begin to just kind of settle down and, and eat the elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. Yeah. When yes. you're talking about, I mean, it's the part of self-care, but the recognizing part. Yeah. Um, that's why I wanted to touch on just for a moment, because I've had just within this year, there's been a couple of situations where uh, clearly someone who walked into the facility and you could visibly see that there was something wrong and our mm. welcome center staff just kind of froze. Mm. Uh, because that's not the service that we typically, we, we don't train them to how to handle that situation. Mm -hmm. If I come in, I want a membership, you know, hey, our staff is ready, ready to handle that right there. Or even if someone has a heart attack, like yeah. we take first aid, we know what to do in that yeah, kind right. of situation. Right? I mean, I'm just right. thinking that yep. scenarios, a couple other scenarios, I saw some uh, uh, 
reports come across that there's clearly someone walked into the facility and there was clearly something visibly wrong with them, but we not necessarily equipped our, our frontline staff. And I say frontline because great, I can go through the training. I'm not the first, I'm not the first one. I'm, right. Matter of fact, I, like where, what are we doing for our day camp counselors? Mm. What are we doing for our welcome center uh, a staff right there? I don't know what recommendations do you all have that you can be able to share with folks? Yeah, Kisaya, do you want to? Um, a lot of what I'm um, looking at and doing is building our leaders in in every capacity, part time, full time. Mm -hmm. You are volunteering and really looking at the professional development we're offering and making sure all of the information that we're getting out there is trickling down. So we're mm. really looking at the process of if we give our youth development um, leaders. A professional development how are we then passing that information along because as you said it's great that i have the training but i'm sitting in my office yeah. you know in our metro office and i'm not as effective as the person that is encountering this person so yeah. we're doing a lot with um trying to get grants and different things to make sure that our staff are um first aid and mental health certified against that they can be first responders so that you know yeah. if you see something you know what the next step is and our um, motto now is if you see something say something if you yes. don't know what to do if you don't know pick up the phone and call somebody yeah. so that you can get yeah. the help that they need so yeah. we're absolutely trying to look at how the information is being disseminated across everybody because that's the most important that. Yeah, I love that. I mean, Making what, sure it trickles down. Yeah, what what um in terms of associations, what should they start with um in terms of with that uh the training that you're talking about and who should get it? This is a great everybody. question. Yes, <laughs> everybody. everybody. Everybody right now, all of it. Um yeah, no, we we really recognize that we all need to know how to care for ourselves and each other. Like who do people go to? They go to their peers, right? I want to know that all of my friends know what to do to take care of me. I want to know that teams at the Y know how to take care of each other. When somebody walks in the door, they see their role as, okay, I may not know how to solve this, but I know how to support you and help you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So in terms of where can Y start, there's some really great resources on link. So we'll make sure that you have the mental health community page. Yes. And that's a really great place to look. And in particular, the Go Kits we designed specifically to be pretty much like bite-sized pieces. So there's several different topics and they, we have them in order of what really makes sense, starting with what is mental health? It's just how we think, feel, and act and kind of practicing saying, how are you and meaning it? This, mm. is, these are, this is the level we're talking about. Like that is, if you're genuinely showing up and doing that, that's a question about mental health. And that's a, a, a door to building a relationship and a connection with someone mm which is medicine, essentially, right? Community yeah. is medicine, connection is medicine, and that's what we do at the Y. So looking at those go kits, taking, watching the videos, which are all about eight minutes or less, okay. and then going through the learning guide, which has some key concepts, some key um, vocabulary, and then just a few reflection questions, because it's a dyna dynamic process, right? Like, being trauma informed or or being you know building a culture of mental health isn't like a check mark oh check now i know how to respond to everything it's right. really how yeah. do you how do you learn to show up how do you get comfortable seeing yourself as a help giver how do you get comfortable 
role modeling help seeking and effective uh, strategies for taking care of yourself. Mm. Like, how do we role model that stuff? That's an ongoing learning. I'm learning. Yeah. And I talk about this stuff all the time. And I, I don't always know what I'm talking yeah. about. I do it all, right? I, I love that. How, modeling how to take care of yourself. You know, many times when you get into certain levels or certain positions in the YMCA, right? You you just feel like you always have to epitomize this grit and this always on and nothing bothers me and I'm 100%. And when you think about it, is that a realistic model you're putting in front of your young staff, your nascent staff, people who are early in their career who are absolutely going through things, but they're figuring, well, if they always so put together and that's where I want to be, I have to. Um, yep. So I love that, not necessarily just recognizing in other people, but how do you model that authenticity and show people, look, I ain't always put together. Now, I will wear cute shoes on Fridays. Let's be clear. But the rest of the week, I don't know. It, 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 it could be up or down. She's going to wait to Friday. I'm, I'm going to wear my cute shoes on Friday. <laughs> that I'm going to do. <laughs> I, my, I start off on Monday. Monday and, and it just go down. <laughs> By Friday, I look like, what, what you like, got on? I'm like, Kiva, that's your pajamas? What is really going on here? Oh, my, it must be Friday. It's been a couple of years. Yeah, you mentioned those go kits. And, uh, you know, that. we, that's good. we, you know, there's a lot of good nuggets in there. You know, we talked some about self-care, but uh, building, building resilience was one of those in mm-hmm. there. What's in that bucket right there? Maybe we can walk through some of the others also. Yeah. Uh, so some of the other, let me see. I didn't have them pulled up. Um, I got you covered. We could talk about building more, resilience, and then yeah, we can talk so, about the conversations of me- mental health, and then we mm-hmm. can talk about being uh, trauma informed. You know, I have this these memorized. Da- he, he does. I have these memorized off the top of my head. He's a dangerous little link. That's where y'all messed up. You gave him too much information. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I just wanted uh, just to talk about some of these different different ones up here, and I know you got different videos and stuff in there. But you know, why mm-hmm. are some of these buckets important? And then, like, how can you u- utilize some of those things? Mm-hmm. Uh, when to utilize yeah. them? Also, yeah, I can. I can start, Kisaya, if it's okay. Uh, so, you know, really, when we are talking about building a culture of mental health, we're talking about a specific set of knowledge, skills, and behaviors that we're looking for. Like I said, we're not trying to train everyone to be a therapist. We're trying to to just really raise our mental health literacy and increase healthy behaviors. And, you know, cause it's one thing to know something. It's another thing to do a thing. Kind of like I've been telling people lately, like, I know I shouldn't put cheese on everything I eat, but now I do because of the pandemic. It's just what I do. I shouldn't have dessert anyway, all the time, yeah. but I do. But now you put a piece right, of bacon right. on some salmon like I had the other day. Oh my exactly. goodness. Yeah, I don't I'm really sorry. think that's what she wanted us to grab I, I, onto. I, I, I know. <laughs> And I'm hungry now, yes, so yeah. go, keep, keep, keep going. <laughs> so we're looking at how do we help both, you know, increase people's knowledge around some of these topics, but then also how does that move into different actions, right? A shift in actual perspective and behavior. So we're looking at a number of things. We're looking at helping people be able to ask those questions of how are you? We want people to be able to identify those signs when somebody might be having trouble and whether it's themselves or someone else, we really want to normalize both help seeking, right? Like, okay, I'm having trouble. I can see that it's helpful to ask people for help. I value it. I don't feel weak or whatever, you know, all those things that we tell ourselves, but Mm -hmm. when we're, you know, could ask for help. We also want to normalize help giving, right? So seeing our roles as 
I, it is my role to help out, whether I'm in the grocery store, at a YMCA, at a church, synagogue, temple, whatever it is, right? We also want then people to know how to respond. So when we think about, when I think about mental health care, so, you know, I'm trained as a mental health professional. I have a license. I saw patients as a therapist for many years, and now I'm kind of more in the public health mode of it. But if somebody was lucky enough, to have insurance yep. and a copay they could afford yep. and experience with the healthcare system that led them to believe that they could trust me mm-hmm. as a healthcare provider and the healthcare system. Like all of these things need to line, like a job or a school that could allow them to go, right? Like all these things had to line up. Yeah. Even if somebody was privileged enough, lucky enough to be in that position, they would probably see me less than two hours a month. The rest of their life, yeah it's been outside of the clinic right Mm. the rest of the you know when i when i've seen a therapist i I see a therapist for this little amount of time and then the rest of my life i'm with my friends and my family they need to know how to support me outside of the clinic so those are the kinds of things that we're wanting people to know what to do so how do you connect somebody to formal support if they need it and it's beyond the scope of what we can do as wise as as uh you know peers as family and friends how do we connect? But we also need people to understand that we can't self-care our way out of this stuff. We can't therapy our way out of this stuff. We need serious systems change to address the social determinants of health. So the things, the places where we work, play, live, right? We need to get health equity. We need safe neighborhoods. We need safe Mm. homes. Mm. all of those pieces are part of those knowledge, skills, and behaviors. I got all fired up. Sorry, I got goosebumps. I love it. I love it. It's like, because it's all interrelated. And, and I think yeah. sometimes in an effort to just feel like you're making some progress or some headway in, in, in a topic that can feel so large, we compartmentalize stuff, but not realizing you, you can't do that because they're so interrelated. Like, if a person is is fearful constantly of their safety because of the neighborhood that they live in, right? Or if they're yeah. constantly living in, you know, less than conditions, they don't have running water or their power is off because they couldn't pay the bill, that absolutely affects their mental health. Like I've heard some people who have unfortunately grown up in environments like that and continue to live like that as adults, compare it to a form of PTSD. And you can't compartmentalize and say, well, let's only talk about this thing because if all of those other things were fixed, then this problem would probably be substantially lessened and and they could, you know, see some some resolution. So I love the way you're talking about the interconnectedness of the social determinants of health and people's mental health. You can't just compartmentalize and say, yeah, go Mm -hmm. to your therapist two hours a month and you're going to be just fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if I, I can add um, to that, um, I know that you asked, like, how do you use it? Where do you use it? And mm. the very nature of the Go Kids, because everything's broken down within the Go Kids, you have the video that explains the topic, that discusses the topic. So it introduces um, whether you're talking about building resilience, self care, um, effective coping skills, it breaks down whatever skill we're discussing. And then it gives you practical tools that can be used with adults. Mm. 
So we've encouraged wives to use them in, um, maybe use them in your staff meetings, use them as icebreakers, use them as openings, really to get people to open up, to know that it's okay to talk about these things. Like we don't have to shy away the mental health conversation because we're afraid of what someone might say or what may Mm -hmm. come about. But then we also encourage um, the staff to use it with their, use it within programming, right? So use the activities, which are like five to 10 minute activities within your program so that we can build their skill set so that as they grow and go in life, they'll be able to know what it feels like to build their resilience. They'll be able to know how to care for themselves because it's like, we have our youth that we thought were so resilient that they were like rubber bands and would just pop back. And when the rubber band didn't pop back after COVID, we were like, what, what happened? Yeah, right? Sometimes the rubber bands broke. <laughs> yes, that's right. why she was working at EA. You absolutely, but girl. we have to build their skill set. So yes. these little kids absolutely. are helping to do that, and we always say very quick and easy ways to do it. And it really is quick and easy. And a lot of our YMCA's don't have a ton of money to go out and purchase these. in-depth curriculums and all of this stuff but guess what you have this go kit that's free of charge all you have to do is log in get the materials and implement it right do what you can do not not trying to suggest that we're going to replace professionals right because that's another thing that we have to understand in this space is that we are not replacing professionals Mm -hmm. but we get that right we do it in health and wellness all the time we'll tell people real quick now look I'm going to tell you to do these crunches, but I ain't no doctor. So hopefully you get a six pack. I don't know, but we should be able to do the same thing in the mental space. You keep crunching. Exactly. I love that metaphor. Yes, like we're not trying to supplant, but there is something that we can do. Like we can lend to the space. Well, I think about, you know, we've got 15 year olds on the deck of the pool there to save people's lives if they need them, right? Absolutely. We can be saving people's lives every single day. And we are. Well, let me ask this. So so you say that we got we got um, ADs and we teach CPR Mm -hmm. to the 16 year old how to save life. Is there anything in the mental health space? And I know we got mental health first aid. Mm -hmm. And from the course that I took, I think it was two days at least. It was long. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is there anything out there for, and we got YMCA's listening and other different corporations and stuff listening to uh, the podcast here, but is there anything that is out there that you could target for part-time staff? And what I mean by that is a shortened version of what we went through for two days, because, you know, realistically, you know, our staff turns over. I mean, a part-time staff is there probably eight months and, you know, and so like sending someone through two days worth of training, it's a little tough. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would point you to the, the suicide prevention go kit, actually. And don't you think, Kisaya? I think that, okay. you know, the, the one of the mental health ones to kind of ground in what we're even talking about. And then the suicide prevention is um, uh, narrated by Donnie Goodman. I don't know if you know Donnie out of Seattle. My heart. I love Donnie so much. Um, but it's it's really, it's quick. It's eight minutes and it's, you know, designed to expose you, give you some of those skills, not necessarily make you feel like, okay, I can completely do this because, you know, as a therapist, I practiced many, many, many times asking questions around suicide before I started feeling 
really kind of like, oh, I got this. I know what I'm doing, right? So that's a good start to get some of those down and dirty details. And like you said, Keith, if there are people in your association who have a higher level, a higher degree of comfort with these issues, we got to make sure people know how to reach those people and those people are accessible, yeah. right? So yeah. if I at least know that my you know, direct care team, the folks who see the people walking in the door know, hey, you look like you're having a rough day. Is it okay if I give somebody a call and see if we can get somebody to connect with you and talk with you, right? I want them to at least know how to do that. Yeah. And then even better, if everybody in every community knew how to ask those questions. Yeah. The suicide prevention training is um, uses the Columbia screener, which is actually a free screener. It's, I think, six or nine questions. And you literally can just pull out the sheet and ask the questions in a row. Like you don't need to actually have any training to use it. It's helpful to have that training because, you know, it, it's a scary thing to, to be like, yeah. yikes, what if, what if what if this person is thinking about dying? Well, yeah. I want to know, right? right? I'd rather know than just worry about that. Right. So right. the Columbia screener is really, really helpful. And that's a tool in that go kit. Nice. Speaking of of tools, you you both um, are providing thought leadership and co-chairing um, a group of Y professionals who are working on advancing like mental health preventative measures with YMCA's across the country. And in doing that, you all created this community care model. Tell us about the community care model. Mm -hmm. Excited, you wanna you go for it? Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> I, I can go for it if you want. You go okay. for it. Okay. So essentially, you know, at its most simple, it really is just helping equip people to know how to take care of themselves and each other. Yeah. So it's, it's a, that mindset shift. It's really um, looking holistically at what, what it means to care for myself and how I need community to help with that yeah. and how I need to provide care to community and how, how interrelated and dynamic those mm. two things are. Okay. So these, these knowledge, skills, behaviors that we've been talking about here, those are really the, the, the pieces that we're trying, like if everybody knew, knew how to do those things, like I just, I always think like if everybody knew how to do this and you went to the grocery store and you're having a rough day and you're like, get to the peaches and you just start crying and you had three different people in the grocery store, the clerk, the, the guy putting the vegetables in the, like, and everybody's like, Hey, how are you doing? Can, mm. Do you need help? Like if ever, like, whoa. <laughs> oh, so that's the community care model. Like mm -hmm. being in community, right? Like this, yes. under, this connectedness, this togetherhoodness. Mm. Is that a word, togetherhoodness? Uh, nailed it. It's okay, so we're going with it. <laughs> that, oh, okay. So that makes, cause I was like, is it the community care model? Is it like, like, cause you know, we come up with models in the YMCA for all kinds of stuff. So here's this model and here's this step and here's yep. this. But this is more of talking about and helping people understand that there is an interconnectedness, a relationship between yes. how I take care of myself, how yep. I ask for you to help me take care of myself and then how I take mm -hmm. care of you. And if yep. we can get that to be universal yep. in the whole community. Oh, yes. mm -hmm. I know, I know it's beautiful. And I, I Wonderful. You know, so yes, we oh. I see the why as being integral to being able to help bring this to community. Yes. Yes. We're in community, we're about community. Yeah. And yeah. I also yeah. often say, you know, like this, while this is kind of mind-blowing stuff, it really isn't, right? right. Traditional collectivist cultures 
do this <laughs> have but always done. I think that's the thing that's so mind-blowing because it's mm-hmm. so geniusly simple in nature yeah. like <laughs> it, you feel like you're missing that's something the basics. Really is is yep. that it? That's the cheat code. He's like, well, dang, why I've been suffering so long? We should just do that. <laughs> Man, I love it. I love it. It's the stigma around the yes. topic. And it's yeah. removing that negative stigma to say simply put, we all need each other. Yes. Guess what? If you see me and I'm having a rough day, a little encouragement, a little yes. help, yes. help me to reset. We always talk about um, on the plane, you know, put your mask on first before you put someone else's on. But yes. guess what? What do we do all the time? We go and go and go and do and do and do Absolutely. and do for everybody else until we're simply depleted. So we're trying to refocus that and helping people to see, guess what? When you take care of yourself, you can take care of more people around you. So simply just trying to refocus that energy and tell people, guess what? We can go a whole lot further if we're good and we can help so many more people in our own communities. Absolutely. Especially around mental health, because at least to me, right? And I'm no professional, but it's health. And if you yeah. saw someone having yeah. a coughing attack, someone like your co-host, who every time yes. you get on the mic, they decide that they want to <laughs> cough, you would just hand them some water. Like, let me get you some water. It's the same concept right here. Like, yes. if you see someone that's struggling, you if you yes. see someone limping, they twisted their ankle, you'll give them a hand, help them. Yes. So Little we should Keith. think of mental health yeah. in the health. If they need help, let's just, mm-hmm. and I'm glad you have water, Keith, so you don't have to cough. You know that part about <laughs> twisting the ankle? Don't trip over the rug when you leave out of here, okay? I want you I want you all to know that if mysteriously that I come up with a twisted ankle here in the next couple of days. It's like an episode of Snapped or something. I'm telling you right now who did it. I'm telling you right now. I do think this is being recorded. <laughs> right. Thank you. I have proof. And I have editing power. <laughs> well, that's right, because you're the tech y'all. person. He's the tech person, right? <laughs> I mean, the nuggets that you all are dropping yes, today is yes, just really, is. really uh, marvelous because we have to be able to get in this space. I I constantly think back to, again, when someone walks into our building, you know, how does mm-hmm. our Welcome Center staff handle that situation? Yeah. And we got to find those right tools uh, for mm-hmm. as an organization to be able to uh, take care of those frontline staff. When you think about the YMCA, 85%, I don't care what association you go into, 85% of the of the uh staff is it's part-time. part-time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Whatever association there is, and those are the ones. And so great that you can feed me, but man, I think we gotta we gotta figure out the system where mm. we feed our uh, frontline staff and volunteers are, too. And, and volunteers. Yeah, I mean, there's not a there's not a, a sports program in the YMCA that's, that's not, not ran by, by volunteers. That's true. Right. So, that's very true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I would figure that out, you know. We got to well, continue that's, to get that. That's what these lovelies are doing with the group. And I'm waiting for a, hey, I'm okay with being a follower. In this. I'm okay. <laughs> yes. I, I, I need y'all. We need y'all. Thank you for using your time, energy, and your talents to kind of coalesce as a group and help us figure this out as a movement because our staff deserve it, our oh, volunteers yeah. deserve it, and our communities and young people absolutely deserve yeah. the why to show up in this way. I agree. And so, you know, that's one of the things that is really central to this is we start with our staff. We start yeah. with our, our adults, right? Because yep. if our team isn't healthy, we're not going to be able to stay sustain no it. Way. We're not going to be able to, no to do it. And I I wanted to add a, something that I've been thinking about a lot, um, especially as you know we're seeing 
more and more reports about learning loss and the impact this has had on, on communities of color. I and mean, we're just seeing all of the negative impacts that were very, very predictable, sadly yeah. predictable. Yeah. And we know that we're going to be seeing some more of those impacts. And so one of the things that I think is really important for us to, to really wrap our brains around is that what is it that helps people heal and recover? Well, it's connections with other people. Yeah. It's safe places. Yeah. It's access to food and, and a sense of meaning and purpose, access to um, safe places, right? Access to healthcare. Those are all things within the purview of the law, right? Those are things, most of those things are things that why leaders can do, even if they have absolutely no authority in the world, right? Like at its most basic, we can connect with people and we can connect them to resources. Yeah. And those are are all simple and baseline things that we can all, there's no PhD that you need to get to be nice or to encourage anyone. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how do we practice those things um, more, Mm -hmm. more and more? Mm -hmm. I wish that I had a co-host that would do that with me more, but you know, that's not the case. And so I got to continue to, to, to work on that right there. But as we deal with our, I knew he was gonna get it in before we finish, y'all. I knew it. Just know, I was waiting for it. Uh, we just, we just have to figure those things out to practice more. I am gonna practice being nice, as I always am to to her. But you know, on a, you know, this is a prime example of when practice does not make perfect because I don't really know that you practice that, Keith. You practice to play the game. That's, that's Herm Edwards, former coach of the New York. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So I'm trying to practice to play the game. Uh, this is my life, y'all. This is this is my life. Hey, look, you guys. I've, have, I've snorted um, many times during this podcast. Many. We appreciate what you guys are doing. Continue to yes. uplift that. You know, as we, we uh, push this uh, podcast out to to different people, we want to make sure that our associations across the board are getting this knowledge right here. The Go Kit needs to be publicized, advertised. Please go on more. Get uh, all of those you guys, resources. yeah, uh, share right yeah. quick where they can get this Go Kit at. Yeah, on the mental health uh, community page. So if you just just do the mental health and it'll you, you'll be able to find it. Can we also make sure it gets in the show notes? Yes. We will put it in the, we will put put it in the in show there. notes for sure. Go and yes. get it. It is there. I love the concept of these gold, these quick snackable. Everyone can do eight minutes. You spend longer than that waiting in line for a caramel crunch frappuccino. Not that I know, right. but you know. <laughs> and with that going, um, I'm, gonna, you want to go get me a caramel crunch frappuccino? Well, you're going to go somewhere. But <laughs> Uh, thank you, Cosmetic Family, for listening to us today. On this next, I mean, this very installment of our YUSA Innovation Series with the lovely, lovely, lovely Sarah Johnson and Kesiah Robertson. Hey, subscribe and listen to us weekly. Hey, don't be shy. Give us a five star review. And as always, dynamic, phenomenal, cosmetic.